Everyone, welcome back to Tie Kickers. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done our first couple of episodes. Uh, so, get a Asher and Mike. How are you? Hi, Glenn. Good afternoon. Good, thank you. Yes, awesome. Now, any, I guess, initial comments about the first three episodes that we that we launched to the ether? Mike? I'm pretty happy with the way things are going. Yeah, I mean... The useless podcast with useless information, I think we delivered. Yeah, yeah with useless people. <laughs> yeah. Now, a couple of things, uh, we do take your feedback, so there's a link in the show notes if you want to give us feedback, if you one of the three people that listen to the show. <laughs> or three now. Yeah, there's three now. Thanks, Mark. Or, yeah. <laughs> or if you want a question for us to answer and let us know. We're doing this podcast for you, the listener. Now, we've got a friend here today. Hey, DJ, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Good. Now, DJ has a, a Skoda. Yes. An Octavia. Yes. Before we get to that, tell us the, I guess reason you went with the Octavia like what's the car story before we talk about the actual car itself what's the journey uh like my whole car journey or just or, this or just one the, <laughs> why did you choose the Octavia um well it was a bit of a combination of um a car that was kind of at the right time um and then also it was a combination of um yeah I kind of really like the look of the wagons of the Octavia I think um, they got a really good shape. I like hatchbacks, wagons, um, that kind of style. So, um, yeah, it kind of just appealed to me. And um, I feel like they're a kind of good balance of practicality. Uh, being a Euro, you get some good technology in them. Uh, and, yeah, it was a bit of a time for an upgrade. So, game on. Yeah. And did you, like, were you influenced with the Skoda from Rally? Because you're into Rally, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like I do, yeah, I do like the Skodas in the rally, but I mean, um, yeah, I think it was as well just seeing them around on the road, um, seeing that they've kind of, um, I feel like they've proven themselves a bit more. Like I think Skoda kind of came on and I don't know, my impression of it was like, I'm not sure if uh, if everyone knew what was going on with them, if they were reliable, what, what they were kind of doing. Um, and I think they probably had enough time to prove themselves on the market? Yeah, and that's interesting because a lot of cars that we get in Australia, like for us, for many people, you go, oh, Skoda. A lot of people are like, what the hell is that? Yeah, totally. New to our market, but they've been making the bastards for many, many years. Yeah, yeah, a lot of heritage over yeah. in Europe. So, Asher, what's a bit of history with the Skoda? Look, I've got no idea, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what they're a... Well, they started as a Czech company. Is that they correct? still are. Still yeah, are. Still they are. still are a Czech company. They're owned by the Volkswagen, yeah, Volkswagen Auto Group. Yep. At the moment, yeah. And <laughs> did you pronounce it Skoda? Yeah, is that Skoda. The correct? I don't, I, yeah. It is Skoda. Skoda. You can inform me on that one. <laughs> yeah, Skoda. Skoda. Um, but before they actually joined the Volkswagen Auto Group, I didn't know a whole lot about them. They're obviously sort of very much a Eastern European sort of car make. And until I heard about like the Octavia, like the original ones, and everything, I. Just thought, I don't know, it's just another car company I've never heard of. I reckon if you go back and look at old James Bond movies, they're probably like scattered all through the background. Yeah, yeah those and larders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skoda's been making cars for hundreds of years. Yeah. And like hundreds. Hundreds? Oh, one o- over a hundred years. Okay. Over a hundred years they've been making That's cars. With me. yeah. yeah. And so yeah, and when they got bought out, they were just because they were part of the Czech Republic, they were like obviously 
a private company that got communists controlled. Oh. And then and then after and then during the war the Nazis took over it and then when the Czech Republic and then become when it was just the Czech, they were then still owned by the government and then they sold that to the Volkswagen. Oh really? Auto group. So when Czechoslovakia turned into the Czech Republic. Yeah. Well, when they stopped being communist controlled, this is, I don't know yeah, my, I don't know my history of we are in Australia. politics. I only yeah. know history really of cars of Australia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But then, yeah, so the Volkswagen Auto Group has just been they just put their platform, gave all the information to Skoda, mm. and then they just put different. They made like I really like this, like the the Skodas or the Skodas. Because they got that more aggressive styling than yeah. a Volkswagen. They just look a little bit more meaner. Yeah. It's and the sort of thing you'd get from living under a communist regime. I yeah. <laughs> just a <laughs> bit of a meaner outlook. A bit yeah. of aggression. Yeah. <laughs> so but I think for um, people listening at home, that basically means that any Skoda you see is essentially at its foundation a Volkswagen of some sort. Yeah. So like the one, like the Octavia, it's just um, a- I believe it's a Golf. Yeah, golf. Is it golf bigger level. than a golf though? What's the one bigger than a golf? A, a Passat. Passat. Yeah, isn't it a Passat? No. I think it's a golf body that they like a golf chassis. wagon yeah. chassis that they yeah, yeah like yeah. same a new body on. Apparently, if you like pull the Skoda badge off the um the engine cover, yeah. there's a VW badge underneath. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. That's funny because last episode we reviewed Ash's Golf, and then when you text me. And like, oh, I've got a Skoda. I'm like, yeah, let's review it. <laughs> oh, I bloody wouldn't have done it if I knew it was a Volkswagen. <laughs> oh, well, That's just nice. reviewing the same car twice. <laughs> yeah. so. yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, well, they are built in different places. We'll give them that. So, got, yeah, Golfs are built in South Africa. And I'm not sure where the Skodas are put together. Maybe they're still put together in the Czech Republic. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah. Also, I mean, mine's a diesel, so you'll get a little bit of different it'll be, review. It'll be a different car. <laughs> it'll be a different Yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, totally. Totally. This now, is not a waste of time. <laughs> there's there's four of us in the room. Yeah, the country of origin, Czech Republic. Um, so, we got a Volkswagen Golf. Mm-hmm. We got a Volkswagen Golf wagon, mm-hmm. aka the Skoda. Yeah. Is that the A4 platform in an Audi or is that the A3 platform? I think it's A2. No, that's, that'd be a Polo. Oh, sorry. I think- A1, A1's Polo. A1's Polo. A3 is a Golf. Yeah. The A4, I think depending on the- sat platform. Hang on. Depending on the model. I'm looking at- Because the A6, I believe, is the Passat platform. Really? It is- I believe the A3 and A4 may actually be the Golf platform, but A3s are relegated to just hatchbacks or sportbacks, they call them. So, they're different wheelbase- Different wheelbases, but like... So, the Skoda's got a different wheelbase it's the, golf to your GTO. It's the A5 platform. A5 platform? Yeah. The Octavia. Mm, I guess that makes there sense. Because it's longer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah, there's four of us in the room. One of us have driven the Octavia. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> yes. What, what, Sorry. Are you, what a podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you hear me nodding my head? Yeah, yeah. just nodding. <laughs> Uh, and thanks for your reviews. And we do note the dead air. Um, <laughs> now, Asher, what's your preconceived ideas? Because we're going to go and get some pizza because it's a school night and yes. we're recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you mind if we have pizza in smell in your car? Or Game top? on. Okay, sweet. <laughs> Good. Um, 
What are your preconceived ideas? Anything to do with the Skoda? So having driven a bunch of Volkswagens before, I think the driving experience will be pretty familiar. So if you go back to what we're talking about with the GTI that we drove, I feel like everything will be stitched together very, very well as far as like uh, NVH. So you won't hear a lot of what's going on outside. I feel like a nice place to be. Um, Electric power steering. So probably not too much feel to speak of, but I think it'll just be a comfortable car. Like because it's a diesel, it'll have a lot of torque down low. Um, so you'll get to the speed limit very, very quickly, probably quicker than you'd realize. And um, yeah, I think it'll be entirely civil and lovely. See, I reckon it's going to be a little bit less well put together because it's not a golf. Well, I was going to say like I'm probably looking more at interior appointments. I think the, the appointments are going to be like the, the soft touch is going to be a little bit harder. Yep. The hard stuff's going to be a little bit plasticky yep. probably not real i can agree with that um yep. i think probably like they don't have as much cabin insulation as they as a golf because it, it is the it's like audi in order audi is the better put together one than volkswagen than skoda mm. so i think it's probably the cheaper version of all three interesting and don't take this personally. Or yeah, thanks, really. guys. <laughs> <laughs> just rubbing on my car. I might just head off. You it can is what it is. <laughs> we, we, we don't actually... We we review the driver and the car in the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah it's not. So I'm the, I'm the lesser model yeah, of most. Yeah. <laughs> so now onto the car. You're not as well, you're not as well put together, but <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, and I guess my initial thoughts, and just for like future episodes, mm. um, throw back to me. And ask me what my thoughts are after you. Oh, uh, yeah. Just so to keep it flowing. Sure. All right. We'll think about that for next episode. <laughs> yeah. Glenn. Yes, Michael. <laughs> what do you think the Skoda will feel like? Well- What are your preconceived- My preconceived ideas of the Skoda. I'd only known one person that owned one before DJ. And it was a client of mine. He was a tight ass. He <laughs> earned over $2 million a year and he was driving around in a Skoda. So, either one, they're cheap and- Reliable value for money. Or value for money. So that's like my initial thing is like, if there's gonna if there's gonna be a guy penny pitching everything, it's this guy here, even though he doesn't have to, and he's chosen the Skoda for whatever. Because that's yeah, you probably get all the benefits of having a Volkswagen or the, all the benefits of having having an, an Audi. Audi, but at the at the bottom rung, especially if you get like a kitted up, like if you get the RS or something like that. Well, see, whenever I see someone driving like an Octavia RS or something, yeah, that screams tight ass to me. Really? Well, it's like, what if you just can't afford to make the jump? Then just just, just don't. Realise <laughs> that it's not possible. We'll just buy something else. We'll get a Corolla or something. Yeah. It's fine. So, if I'm looking at the exact... Yeah, so my preconceived ideas are I knew a guy who was a tired ass who had one. <laughs> um, and I expected to drive a bit Euro. That's kind of um, my thing. Now, if we have a look at uh, the Red Book... Uh, a 2014 Skoda Octavia R5 135 TDI Auto. Um, <laughs> price when new between the kind of the three models, um, you know, start of the year and end of the year. Yeah, 41000 for new. brand new. Uh, private prices at the moment, 18 to 20K and trade in. Um, you know, fourteen to sixteen k. So how how old how old is it again? Two thousand 
2014. 2014. Yeah. So six years old. What did you pay for yours? 16. So you, you got a good deal. Yeah. Yes. You got basically got wholesale price. Yeah. Where did you buy it? Uh, privately. Right. And how yep. many Ks on it? Um, 90,000 or 94,000 when I bought it. Nice. How many on it it's, now? So it's higher side of Ks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but being a diesel, I figured it's probably got a relatively long life in it. So. Yeah. Do they, oh, diesels, I hate them so much, particularly if they've got the diesel particulate filter. Because remember my focus, which I bitched Glenn, out last episode. You're probably the diesel, um, right? Glenn got burned. Yeah, but they don't have the, um, oh, okay. the same issues. Glenn got burned real bad with his particulate filter. Yeah, they're like, Euro. oh, it's rooted. It's out of warranty. It's like- Just out of warranty. Five grand or something to- <laughs> Spewing. Yeah. So have you had to do any maintenance on it or anything like that? Have you had to drop any no. fat stacks in it? Um, no, nothing of it yet. Um, I've only owned it for probably about four or five months now. Okay. Um, so yep. like relatively recently. Yep. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I haven't luckily. No, no issues anything. yet. No, yep. no issues. So, so you said 100Ks? Yeah, just yeah. under. Yeah. yeah, so get this. So I'm looking at car sales and there's only two of your exact model for sale in Australia. And they're about 24. Rare. 23 and 21 and a half. Far out. Yeah. Similar K? Similar K. 100,000, yeah. yeah. Which is why I kind of, and when I saw it, yeah. the, this one come up, I kind of was like, That's I know that one. this is probably, should be going for about 24. Um, totally. The guy had already bought another car and he just he just needed to get rid of it. And um, so, yeah, I was kind of like, I don't think I'll see one of these at this kind of price. And so you had this in your mind, a diesel uh, not necessarily diesel. Like yeah. I was um, in terms of power, I was kind of looking at yeah. maybe a petrol. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, in terms of fuel efficiency and Ks, like um, I was only getting out of my old Mazda, I was only getting about 500 Ks out of a tank. Yeah. Um, How much? Filling up with, uh, I think it was about 50 litre tank, maybe yeah. 55 okay. litre. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and, you know, that was costing on 98, it's costing yeah. you know, 60, 70 bucks to fill not getting enough. And then, yeah, the Skoda does And so, you'd research that. You knew what that Skoda would be going for. So, you obviously yep. were watching them because that's what I was talking about last week with that guy who wanted the Prado. It's like you find out the car you want. Yeah, and you and when it, it in. And when it comes up, you steal when it. DJ Steve sees that it's come up for, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, yeah. steal it. Yeah. No, we're not condoning stealing. But, yeah, I mean, you pull the guy's pants down and you take it off him. <laughs> Dax. <laughs> no, well, no dackings. <laughs> what? Asher, and we've got to get the pizza because it's ready to pick up. But you were just saying you don't respect someone who drives an RS Skoda. Because yeah, I might head off again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that his model is the RS? <laughs> Not the RS, isn't no, it? No, it's not yeah, the RS. It's the, RS. It's the 135 TDI. RS. Okay, so I'm, I'm talking about the petrol RS. The petrol like the, what do you call it? The 245 yeah. RS or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that? So, okay. What's Those the, what's the engine like- capacity on the diesel? Um, this? Is it like a two litre diesel? Yeah, two litre. Two litre diesel. Yeah. Okay. yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's four cylinder to two litre diesel. Yeah. All right, well, let's grab the uh, microphone recorder. Let's can there fit four of us? Do you have crap? absolutely? Yeah, all right, it's, it's a wagon. And um, do you mind if we all give it a drive? Let's go. Oh, we got Mike. Mike texted me before. He's like, "Oh, do we have disclaimers for like driving other people's car?" I didn't know it was DJ. Oh, okay. But, but <laughs> just so random. Yeah, I but, just sort of. Yeah, that's thing. right. You can buy me a new one if you <laughs> yeah. crash it. Right. Expectation: if you borrowed someone's car and smashed it, it's on you. Yeah. But if some rando rocks up and then something mechanically goes wrong, it's just bad timing. Yeah, tell me to get stuffed. Yeah. All right, well, let's go get pizza. Yeah, we'll there take you go. Yeah, spin. please submit your cars for review. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> It'll be fine. All right. <laughs> okay, so the first thing I noticed, and this is that appointment thing, the electronic start button is just where the key barrel would be. <laughs> so where's the key go? Oh, okay. Yeah, like it's a fob. I've got it in my pocket. Um, yeah. So it's on the side of the... Yeah, that's right. Oh, so it's like instead of putting a hole... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the... Important. That actually makes a lot of sense for a start button, though, because it's like you got to put the key in. Oh, I don't have to because there's a button there. Oh, geez, the brakes are touchy. Uh, yeah, they'll probably be the same brakes as yeah, the Yeah, that I was bitching about last time. Do you want to hold that? Yeah, they've definitely got yeah, it's like, I mean, I love the um, the big screen with the park pilot. Oh, it's got the sawn off. This is a Golf. This is a this yeah. is a, based on the Mark 7 platform, so this is basically Maggie's car. Um, and if you want, Glenny, on the DSG, just tap it back and it'll go into sport mode. Oh, yeah. So um, or you can go through the... There's a VRS button. Oh, okay. Um, or you can use the paddles behind the steering wheel. So you're in uh, manual mode at the moment with the paddles. So I'm in manual. Do I need the paddles? Um, yeah. Yeah, or you tap it. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, jeez, it's got some go on it. <laughs> Speed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It revs pretty high for a diesel too. Yeah. I mean, and like this thing under the dash is broken and that's like, that's an appointment <laughs> issue, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I'm noticing all the plastics and stuff where there was sort of other... The Golf seemed a bit better quality. Jeez. For I can't believe to pick up for a freaking diesel. It's that torque. It's that yeah. diesel torque. The dash feels lower than the Golf. Or is this seat just setting up? Might be the seating position you're in. Yeah. Um, I make Maggie sit low rider because... Well... <laughs> yeah. Bogged down. Gears. A lot of carbon fibre inserts as well because it's a sport one. Yeah. So what's that doing there? Is that the diesel bogging between? No, that'd be a track. would be a traction control. Yeah, I think it's traction yeah, right. being not too happy with. I mean, the one thing I do notice, the suspension feels more stiff than the Golf. Would that be a fair statement? Yeah, I think. I think maybe just because it's the wagon as well. Yeah. Because like, it's a longer wheelbase, it probably feels a bit different. And also, I think you got. You got aftermarket wheels on this, DJ? Yeah. Are they yeah. bigger size? Uh, no, they're just 18s. So. Wow, the traction control. I mean, it's... I think you've got less profile on the tyre. Yeah, the steering's pretty good. I mean, I'm impressed. You can t you can kind of tell it that he's a cheaper Golf. Just with... Yeah, it in done in a, a good way, you mean? Yeah, like... It's not a detractor. Yeah. Skoda's always been a value prop for me. It's like... <laughs> if you know, you get one. If you don't know, you go watch Skoda. Yeah, that's right. Alright, I'll pull over and get the pizza and someone else can jump in. Alright, are we going to keep recording while you get this? Or we just put on <laughs> Oh, that's stiff. The park brake. Yeah, solid. Oh, that's different because hydraulic, hydraulic park brake as opposed to electric. Yeah. That's the cheapness of it. No, that's the... Cost saving. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the rally spec. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can impress the opposite sex. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Pause? Yeah, pause that. Right. Now, Ash is in the car. Did you see your eyes get hit when I crossed no, the road? No. No. Shivers. I wasn't paying attention at all. Too bad if you did. I mean, the reverse camera resolution isn't as good as the Golf. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> 
I'm just, they put less pixels in the screen. Oh, it's just a, a quid. No, like the resolution looks good. I just think the camera's a it's different the quality. Yeah. Pixels. All right. First gear, manual. Yeah, it's yeah. quick. Does it feel like the GTI or? No, the GTI feels like doing that same thing in the GTI. You get um, uh, you get traction control into like third gear. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a good thing or anything. I'm just gonna put it into. It's got um, heated seats in the back, which is pretty cool. That's handy. That's yeah. pretty rad. <laughs> For those cold Australian winters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it's got leather, so the heated seats definitely are a nice touch. No suspension modes in this one, hey. It's just yeah, no yeah. suspension modes. I mean, yeah, the ride's firm, but I mean, it's an RS for one, so That's assumedly right. you would yeah, want that. True, but it's not harsh or anything, it just so happens that we have crap roads. I mean, the cabin noise is decent. Yeah, it is. It's, it's quiet. You do hear that sort of diesel noise, but that's unavoidable. Um, it feels, dare I say, almost exactly like a golf. Yeah. Well, the, Which steering, is actually pretty... the steering was identical, isn't it? More or less, yeah. But that's like a compliment because yeah. they're great cars. I might actually look at one of the newer ones. Of these? Yeah, just to... You know you said that about the GTI. I know, but I want every car that I drive. It certainly seems Well, this, so. like, it's Skoda Wagon. If you get the wagon, it's yeah. probably, you know, that I believe it's early. pronounced Wagen. Skoda. Skoda or Wagen. <laughs> I like the size of the entertainment screen, if I'm being honest. Yeah. All right, Asher. Oh. Like, that was traction control yeah. a little bit, but... What's the red line on it? Uh, five, five. Five grand, yeah, on a diesel, that's but it, huge. It gets there really quick. Yeah. It's sort of strange. In a good way. Um, Any other notable notes? Oh, it's, I'd happily drive one every day, and if I was having a crap day, I know that I could take it out to a twisty road and actually have fun with it still. Whereas, like, some cars are good for being in traffic in and nothing else. Mm. So... Yeah, I like it. It feels familiar. And knowing that, like, you got it for 16 grand, that's a massive bargain. Yeah, and to be honest, Dirty Mike, he's a tall guy. I'm in the back behind Ash. I mean, plenty of room. You'd plenty look, of head height in the back, too. Yeah, it's a good size. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. want to take from to Melbourne in it. I'd go to Melbourne in this. I've been in Would smaller you? cars. Really? In the back of it into Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah, right, let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah, you want to drive this mine? Yeah, just give me your five one minute. Yeah, it's still a bit of a lap. Um, yeah. So, Asher put it into park and it freaked us all out because it went into auto stop. You can turn that off though. Oh, you can? At the yeah. front, yeah. Yeah, but is that auto stop? This is what annoys me about some of these auto stops. They're not a global setting. They get reset every time you turn on the yeah, car. Yeah, every time you need yeah. to turn it off. I mean, if there's any car manufacturer that did an auto stop that was a global off and on... I oh, so you have to start it again. Yeah, because you put it in park. So it's oh. essentially turned oh, off. Oh, right. Because this thing is like, stopped thing. and you've got, right. you're, you're getting out. So. In Maggie's car, it's in a global... Like, you turn off auto park and it's just off forever. Auto park or auto oh, stop? Oh, sorry, auto stop. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. For Maggie. <laughs> um, oh, it's in normal drive mode now as well if you want to. Oh, that's alright. Let me do normal mode. 
That pizza place stuffed my auto. They're so useless. Oh, wow. Traction control. It just... It's good. It got some tang, doesn't it? Yeah. I can see why you like it, Deej. Yeah. And these are some big potholes now. Um, it's fine on this. Euro indicator. Oh, ooh. There's like four of us in the car too, so yeah, it's all pretty hard just with because yeah, I notice when there's more than one person in my car, it's yeah, that's we're definitely taking some meats off your tyres just by you know, quarter throttle, pretty fun. Yeah, this is a good car, I like it. I like, I like wagons too. I, I, I like wagons, um, I just think the suspension of those couple of bumps it's a bit it's a bit rough but I mean a bit rough yeah it'll be busy for the average you I, know, I reckon it's something you could get adjusted to if you like the styling of the RS I reckon you could get maybe some entry level suspension mm. put in it maybe soften it up a little bit alright well let's go in and score it and we're back. We've had some pizza. We've had a cruise in the Skoda. Couple of beers too. Couple of <laughs> beers. Uh, Dirty Mike. Initial thoughts, and then we'll get to the rating matrix. I liked it. Yeah. I think I think Diesel is is not a detractor with something like that. Like it was like the talk of it. Like for just city driving, for not a performance vehicle to do serious track work to just get zip in and out around town, it's got heaps of torque. You know, I actually was surprised that, you know, and the acceleration, I've given it a seven and you guys, Ash has given it a seven, you've given it an eight. Just the acceleration, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised the amount of power and I guess low-end power that came out of that diesel onto the wheels. Yeah. Very surprising. Is it a twin turbo? Uh, No, just single, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, wow. Yep. That's wild. If that was a rear-wheel drive... That'd be tons of fun. Yeah. Tons of fun. Ton. Ton of fun. <laughs> if you drive it in reverse and just look backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, do you have any initial thoughts, Asher? No, that was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just driving it in reverse and looking backwards. <laughs> Love it. No, I think, I mean, it It felt how I thought it would feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, the low-end torque actually did surprise me as well. Usually, like, every other sort of diesel variant of a car that I've driven is usually a bit more sluggish in, like, every area and that sort of thing. This one had a lot of pickup. It was really fun. But it didn't – it felt like to me it would sort of run out of puff in the higher rev ranges. Like, yeah. not to compare it to another car, but to compare it to a GTI <laughs> that we just drove. Um, like, I could definitely feel that there wasn't as much top-end sort of power. Like, you sort of felt like the turbo ran out of puff. Yeah, you get that torque – from the turbo diesel, yep. but you don't get the horsepower. So totally. you've got that initial just like zip in and out. And then, I mean, it still revs to five grand, which is huge in a diesel. And it gets there really quick as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, I was impressed overall. Uh, yeah. I would definitely, if I was shopping, I would probably really compare it against the Volkswagen and look at the price differences and go, well, if I want to maybe take a bit of a bath on some of the appointments, mm. um, I'll pay less and I think that's right. Get yeah. the Skoda. Like I was so surprised at it because I was in the market for a fast or fast-ish wagon and I was looking at the typical, you know, Golf R type wagons and then what else like Audi A4s and Volvo V60s and whatever. The RS, because there were so many turbo diesel ones on there, wasn't really on my radar. Mm. But now if I, you know, was looking again, it would definitely be on there. 
the breaking, it, it pulls up. Not as good as the golf, which I was very surprised about, but you guys have sprinkled eights and I've given it a nine because it really does pull up. Mm. To I, me, it just wasn't as... like. It felt like the GTA had a bit more booster in it. Like it really grabbed straight away, almost to its detriment though. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was like. Too much power, nowhere to go. Yeah. And this one, you can like press the brakes and you don't fall like through the windscreen immediately. The, the riding suspension and the ride and cabin noise, we've kind of all sprinkled seven and eights. Yeah. I think the cabin noise, I think it probably was a little bit louder. That could just be my bias because we didn't drive you know, back to back. But if we're talking about something from the Volkswagen group, yeah, it's hard to say whether it's real or whether it's perceived. Yeah. Um, but definitely the interior appointments were exactly what my preconceived notions were. Yeah. And I, I've given interior quality and comfort, I guess overall a six only because um, of, you know, the bit in the dash had broken, which yeah. shouldn't <laughs> broke. Like it would not have broken on a, a VW, would it? You don't think? Oh, probably not. Do you have any <laughs> well, other issues? Well, like- excuse me, Glenn. Asha, do you have something to say? No, nothing at all. No, I do. Uh, I had that same issue. So it's like the right-hand sort of little glove compartment to the steering wheel. It's got a habit of falling out. But that was in when I had a 2008 Mark V GTI. And but this t- is a Mark V, no? No, no. So like that's like a 2008 model. Yeah, yeah. DJ's car is like a 2015 model. Boy, so I'm just saying for how old it is. But is the Skoda a Mark V Golf? Uh, is it a Mark? I think it's a Mark. I think it's Mark based on the Mark VI platform. Right. But Didn't it's still we say that it before the nine platform. No, no. I, we we think it's a Mark VI. Okay, I'm just going off Wikipedia. <laughs> um, okay, so you're saying that same problem? Yeah happened in your old one and older golf but yeah. if i guess it's the same platform they haven't fixed the problem well i mean i wouldn't say it's a problem with the platform because the platform refers to the chassis it'd be more so the vw yeah, parts but the same there's obviously dash. a it's the same dash there's a v- the vw parts been there appears to be an error but i mean like yeah any in other- the scheme of things it's like it's fine yeah but also Just screw it shut do you put anything in there, DJ? No, not yeah. really. Because yeah. it falls do out. Want text, yeah. Do you want a tech screw? Yeah, tech screw. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what's hilarious about that is I fixed a part of my Volvo by just drilling a screw into it to close it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, okay, so any other things that have kind of gone away inside with the appointments? Uh, is it like a little bit of the chrome trim is like um, that's just kind of around like on the um, on the gear selector yeah. and um, up around the aircon, there's a bit of that kind of like silver chrome plasticky yep. trim that's just kind of coming up. Yeah, um, it did live up in Queensland before that, so, uh, before I got it. So I'm not sure whether kind of maybe heat or anything had anything to do with. Yeah, maybe a harder life. Yeah, yeah but like let's be honest. Trim bits coming. This off, crap should not be happening in a six-year-old car in this day and age. I agree. Maybe just swap it out for a Volkswagen trim piece. What, what, we, <laughs> what we can't discount is that obviously the gear stick is something that people are grabbing for often. If someone, if there's like a little chip in there and someone just can't get their hands away from it and starts picking away at it. Are we talking about the gear stick or? What's going on? The only person that can't stop touching my gear. No, in my years of owning old Nissan Utes, there's always like a groove in the steering wheel where you put your thumb in the in the sort of the nine position yep. and that gradually just gets worn away because you just find yourself keep digging in it. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious to see. Yeah. It's, that's that. I had similar problems in, again, the Mark V GTI's trim. There were bits that were covered in either like a chrome sort of paint or uh, sort of like a rubberized material that would eventually just start lifting up. Yeah. 
Uh, perceived safety. Look, I've given it a seven. You guys have given it eight. Yeah, I, I like the fact that like the headlining's black, and so there's a lot of black around it, so it feels like a little cocoon. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm sure it all, like we said before, it all ticks all the boxes in terms of safety. But and you got like how adaptive it feels in it, like adaptive cruise control and stuff. So yeah. on the freeway, it'll you know think for you to a degree. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm thoroughly impressed. I, I will give it that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the highest score on our matrix was me giving it a nine for a braking. And the lowest score on the matrix was me giving it a six for interior quality and comfort. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. I swing both ways, it seems. Now, well, the leather seemed quite good and the seats were comfortable. Yeah, I will say that the bucket seats, they're pretty good. Yeah. They probably didn't hug as well as... Yeah, I think they call them like tombstone seats. Right. Uh, yeah, so they're not yeah. quite like racing bucket kind of style, but they do hug you a bit more than kind of, yeah, yeah your regular... Yeah. And here's a question we should ask uh, guests on the show when they bring their car in and they want to be on the, and everyone, DJ didn't know he was actually going to be on the podcast. So <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sprung on me yeah. like the minute I walked in yeah. the door. I'm like, oh, are you ready to record? Here's um, the mic. Here's the question. <laughs> would you, if you didn't own the car, would you buy it again after you've Ooh, owned it? Good question. I think it's a great question. It's a great question, Glenn. Yeah, I think I would get it again. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I... I, I believe you. I, yeah. It's a great car. I also believe you. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll take yeah, your I, word as well. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> He's being truthful. And it means nothing, your word, but whatever. <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a good, especially for a wagon. Like we were talking about that lady the other day who maybe wanted to get like a wagon. Yep. This is a serious option. Let's go to Octavia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so overall, Deej, what would you give it out of 10 as an aggregate type score? Oh, surely I'd probably be up in the like eight, eight and a half. Like, geez, this guy. Yeah, well, well I, I think, think it, I think that's where we're landing. Oh, I mean, I have come from like Mazda threes and Subaru for, base model Subaru. <laughs> You've gone Foresters. from a Mazda to a Skoda. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm jumping around Europe. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, for the, I mean, especially like we've said, I've got a pretty good deal on it as well. Totally. But yeah, for the money spent and for what I've got in terms of. Yeah, you know, like leather seats, heated seats, you've got all the nice headlights, trims, whatever, everything like that. Um, yeah, There's a lot uh, of bang for buck there. Yeah, a lot of bang for buck. And let's just also say that, I mean, styling for me, like it looks sick. I think it looks great. Yeah. It looks like it looks, it looks cool. properly like tough yeah. yeah, on the road. Now, there is a sticker on the front of the car. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Just give them a shout out and why you support it or whatever. Uh, yeah, so um, I've got a Cars for Hope sticker um, on the front headlight. Um, which I've had on the headlights of all my cars. Um, so, yeah, they're just a really cool organization. They kind of turn up to race events and a whole bunch of different stuff and they just want to raise awareness about um, kind of mental health and all the issues surrounding that. So, um, yeah, that like uh, means a lot to me in my life. So I've always been happy to kind of represent their brand and, yeah, yeah. Have, have that on my car. And it also starts a lot of conversations, which is nice. So. And it did tonight because cool. I'm like, why well, have you got a car style sticker <laughs> on your car? And you're like, no, you did get You can't read. <laughs> well, I've got a car style. I just love car sales, I man. Saw, oh, I just saw the blue and white. It's and your dyslexia I'm kicked dyslexic. in. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> did you notice I got him to explain the name of it? Because yeah. I've been getting it wrong the last 20 Glenn minutes. Glenn stuffed it up every single time <laughs> he tried to say it. Cars, like cars of hope. Of hope. <laughs> cars of hope. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I've been saying, oh, so what's it with cars of hope? <laughs> cars. <laughs> so there you go. And DJ, um, if you search... Uh, 
David James Photography, you're getting into car photography as well. Yeah, so David James and then two underscores and then photography. Yeah. So, yeah, moving into a bit more of the automotive motorsport kind of world. Uh, so, our overall score between the three of us, uh, I gave it 7.33, Asher gave it 7.56, Mike gave it 7.67. So, our kind of average score is 7.52. I think I'm happy with that. Because uh, yeah, if pushed, I'd go to an eight. Would you? If pushed, I, I just like wagons, man. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's also why, like, in the wagon market, there's not many. Yeah, it is a good looking wagon. I mean, Especially I'm happy. Sporty wagon, yeah. sporty like, wagon. Yeah, you can get your mum wagon or your dad wagon. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really have much. And, and this to is it. like, and this is the thing that I guess why I think I'm happy with the seven point five is when I mentioned like the. You know, they've obviously upgraded to the FOB technology but haven't bothered to change the rest of the car. It's like, let's just put the button in the steering column. It's it's that, what did you say? Cost control or well, cost, it's just like, cost management? It's cheap. You don't have to redesign the whole... Yeah, instead of dash. us drilling a hole into every dash and putting and a hole in there, let's just use the one another the one. Yeah. key used to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's, it's worth saying that even though, Mike, you gave an example of like, you know, Audi's at the top and then mm. the Volkswagen and Skoda. If you get into a Skoda, it's still going to be far above your typical Subaru, Toyota, oh. anything like do that. You reckon, I mean, do you reckon to, You reckon a Skoda's better than top of the line, like an STI Lavorg? What are you talking about? I haven't been in an STI Lavorg. Oh, they're very nice. Yeah? Yeah, very yeah nice. my cousin's got one. Yeah? They are mint. Well, let's, good, let's, get, let's get that around. Ooh. Yeah. I feel they like they're, got a box they're a bit too Ooh. complex in the button. I feel like they've got a lot going on in the Lavorgs. Yeah. Like, I really, I like, I was I actually, think they're really nice cars. I was though. actually going to buy one and then I bought the Lexus instead. But the STI Lavorgs aren't even STIs. They're just tuned by STIs. Yeah. Like, oh, so they're not I, a real. They're not real. No. Yeah. I think they're JDM only or something. And no, seriously, we guys, or oh, not, not a real STI. Yeah, that's what I mean. I have legitimately been looking at like a 2017 WRX Ooh. STI. So Game you can on. sell it in three months. Yeah, manual. Yeah, well, they only come in manual because I don't go to the city much anymore, man. So I'm like, I might as well have a bit of fun with this life that I call mine. <laughs> so there you go. Seven point five. We'll be back to answer a listener question. Right after this. 10% of today's podcast is brought to you by Ethanol. Heath, thanks for writing in. Heath Johns says, and I should have actually told you guys this before just so you could prepare, but we can all discuss it here. You include Deej. What are the Tive top things? (laughs) Holy (laughs) hell. Asher and I have had a beer. I don't know what What Glenn's excuse is. Glenn's a sun kiss. 200 mils. (laughs) What are the... (laughs) <laughs> That's dangerous. Seriously, I no, I don't edit this podcast. What are the five top things people? <laughs> seriously, I've I'm coming off this medication. I've been slurring my words. Your brain's finally turned back into gear. Yeah. It's finally turned back on. Just call me Joe Biden. What are the five top? Th- <laughs> what are the five top things people should consider when buying a car but don't? So I reckon if we go around the circle, uh, yeah, we got to just look at a, a couple of things we think people don't consider. Uh, he, you know, Heath might get his five top things. Yeah, out of a whole bunch of nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so what Mike, do they not consider? Hmm. I think 
something people don't consider, uh, what are the common issues with that particular model? Mate, I always do that. As soon as I'm looking at a car, I'll Google common issues. Front, right, dash compartment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like people like you and I, we know to do that sort of thing. Yeah, because there's there's forum posts from ten years ago. People going, yeah. "Hey, this happens at this." Yeah, and this, I know this is superficial, but on the same lines, like the Prado sunglasses container just yeah. said jam shut. Yeah, so we can all agree, Google the car you're looking at. Top issues. Yeah, with- most common problems, and then obviously a sunglasses compartment or a, whatever the knee, the coin compartment in the Skoda. Who, who cares? But if it come commonly blows gearboxes yeah, up then maybe give it a give it a miss like one of the things with like the original mark 5 gti's was that if you didn't get the dsg service by sixty thousand k's the thing was going to blow up on you <laughs> and you'd be in the hole for four grand and yeah. that's everywhere and that's all of them and everyone yeah and, and i don't want to go back to my piece of crap focus that i had but like you know if there's a corporate uh, class action against ford yeah. you might want to dodge that one <laughs> just saying <laughs> Might so, want yeah, to say that Google, one. Google common problems. Yeah. Google common problems. Yeah. Number two is, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd have a good look underneath. I'd, um, if you're not mechanically minded I'd, and you're scared about this type of thing or you're dropping big money, take it to a mechanic. So the last car that I bought, I was lucky enough to know a mechanic with a hoist. And so I drove it around there, took it for a test drive, drove it around, put it on the hoist. We went over everything, checked bushes, all that type of stuff, and just had a good look. Yeah, but if you if you're going to go down, like be prepared to get up on the ground and have a look. Um, we or- actually like ended up saving a lot of money on uh, my wife's car. Actually doing that, I yeah. got underneath it. It was at a dealer. Yeah. Um, got underneath it. Said I think there might be an oil leak. They said no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Sold it to us, um, and then said we've checked. There wasn't an oil leak. We go. All right. Cool. Thanks. The next day, it's there's oil on our driveway, and yeah. we take it in. We luckily there was a dealership warranty. Yeah. Um. I think it ended up being like maybe three thousand dollars worth of work yeah, um, that yeah. they ended up doing yeah. to it. So yeah, hundred percent crawl underneath, have a look. And just uh, on that, when I at Coffs Harbour, they had the S sixty Polestar that I was going to buy. Yep. And I sent a mechanic to have a look. Yep. It was like three. It was under five hundred dollars. Yep. I don't remember the amount, but realistically you've got to remember with these car reports sure they're never going to say this is a 10 out of 10 like it's all the motherhood thing is it's pretty good for his age yeah like yeah but you want them to so you want them to actually say no the freaking diff is about to fall off yeah like or it leaks oil or, or it's or- like yeah the shockies are rooted like yeah. you only want those reports for the big wholesale issues totally. yeah it's like yeah sure we know it's it is what it is for its age so so if you're buying a 500 dollars car don't worry about it but if you're spending like 30 to 50 i mean even 20 500 it could save you a couple of grand and yeah well it, it should pay for itself yeah it's just the price of peace of mind as well. That's like, right. Yeah. I've I've bought a car for cheap recently and just got it serviced by a, a mate of mine who's like gone over it like a fine tooth comb. And there's a bunch of stuff in there that needs to be done. <laughs> it will cost money. Luckily, I got it so cheap, I don't really care and I like yeah. the car. Yeah. But I mean, if I was on the fence about this car to begin with and I got it anyway, I'd be, yeah. Okay, I- here's a question. Have any of us here, before we've purchased the car gone, okay, I want a 2014 Skoda. Have you jumped on and looked at the cost of comprehensive insurance before you've purchased or do you just do it after the fact? 
Um, yeah, I was doing a bit, a little bit of research, like did a couple of quotes on insurance and stuff. Cause especially, I mean, I'm over that kind of like under 25 male driver kind of threshold, but, um, I was in that threshold when I owned my Mazda previous. And so the cost of insurance and things was quite high. So yeah, I did do a little bit of homework before and jumped on and checked. Do you guys? I, I always do it with, I always do it until recently. Because I only ever owned sort of like, you know, performance cars that always attracted a higher premium. Yeah. I always just bought pieces of crap and never got them fully insured. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I've always just got a surprise. Yeah. Um, because I was shocked that in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, Prado, Toyota, be 800 bucks a year. It's like freaking $1,400. Yeah, because it's a big boy. Yeah. yeah. So it's I a think probably high accident rate and they yeah. sort of calculate that too. The other thing I would say... And I forget what the actual original question was, but here's number three out of five other things we'll say. Yeah. Is if you are like inspecting car for the first time or if you want to be negotiating with someone in like a private sale, don't be afraid to like be a total sort of not an asshole, but don't be afraid to just, just be total stone faced. Like you're not there to make a friend with somebody. That's right. They're just, there to sell you a car. You're there to buy a car. And like, be honest about the car. If you're totally. not happy with parts of the car, like, Listen, the paint isn't that great. The interior is a bit ratty. I've noticed that there's an oil leak. Point it out. Use that as as a negotiation tool. Don't be rude and say this car's a piece of crap. I guess I'll take it off your hands for three grand. Like, but just be honest about the things that you're noticing that are genuine detractors, and use that to negotiate with. Another thing as well that people, a lot of people don't do, they go and look at cars when it's rainy or overcast. Yeah. Or at night time. Or at night, night time. time. Like I bought my previous Yeah. Car. Like <laughs> current car, sorry. Yeah, but how mine, much mine was it? $8? Yeah, who cares? Eight fifty. Facebook yeah. marketplace <laughs> scrolling just um, after dinner. I'm coming now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a consideration that I would do as well. Um, only in the day sunlight because the sun will show any blemishes. You will know. And there's another check that you can do. Uh, I'm going to Google it. Car title check. Uh, it's literally like $3 or something. Is it a PPSR check or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's literally under $10 and you, you basically just look. They used to call it the old revs check. And what that is, it just tells you if the car has been written off, if the car has been reported stolen, or if the car has, is it, I guess, security against the loan. Yeah. Uh, so, that that's an interesting one that you probably for 10 bucks. Or even on car sales, you can just order it through their Carfax thing. Just order it. 10 bucks, it'll tell you that... Because the big thing is, if someone sells you the car for 20 grand, you pay them 20 grand cash, they've had a personal or a car loan against the car, they're in default and they still owe money and the car's encumbered. If they get sued for not paying back, by law, that finance company can come and repossess the car because they've got the lien against the car. Yeah, so it just disregards the actual owner. Of yeah, the, we don't like, care who owns it at the moment. It's, yeah. That's after the fact. We've got a, an agreement with the government that we've got a financial interest on this vehicle mm. and we will come and take it from you. Yes, you bought that old that Lexus and we watched the guy pay off. Yes. The, the, the difference yeah, and on that, that was one thing as well because when I bought a car, uh, I bought the Lexus and I said to him, "What's the, how much finance is left on the car? He's like, oh, 32 grand or something. Mm. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll give you 32 grand now and we'll walk away. He's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm paying the car finance company. 
Yeah, so I'm not giving it to you to pay. Not giving it, it to yeah. you. Yeah. And so we logged in. He got the payout figure from the car company and I transferred the money into Macquarie Leasing or whatever, their bank account. So they could release the lien. And that guy, car. a lot of people are a bit skeptical with in like electronic transfers and seeing stuff because there are some people that may scam and do dodgy stuff like that. But that guy was real cool. He watched you do it. He was there doing his thing. So it was all, you know, trust and it things was, like that. Yeah, but it, it was goodwill. And it if was, you're in a situation like that, just make sure you have the conversation before you rock up to buy it. Make sure that they're yeah. well aware that you want to be paying. The yeah, it's not 1912. We're not getting... <laughs> uh, telegrams and yeah you know money or, orders or that you're paying the financial institution not them i'm yeah. not giving you 20 grand if you owe 40 mate yeah like, yeah or just let them know like if in a more sort of everyday situation mm. no i'm not bringing ten thousand dollars worth of cash with me because <laughs> that's just ridiculous it takes ages well when i sold that car i told the people i'm like you can come but i'm not taking cash they rock up with a bag of cash yeah and i'm like <laughs> i'm not touching it we'll go down to anz because i don't want coronavirus and i don't want to count it and then took it behind the counter. They counted it, put it in my bank account. Then I signed it over. Yeah, sweet. So, I mean, it's just, it's a bit of common sense. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, anything else that people don't consider when they're buying in their car. I think the the whole thing is repair costs. You need yeah. to know. Yeah, I was And gonna... service costs. You just need to know if it's coming from Asia, for us in Australia, it's cheaper to repair. Because there's more cars, the parts are more readily available, and it's just cheaper. Yeah, yeah, that's literally what I was going to say. Like accessibility to parts. Like, I think one of the things I was seeing as well, holding out a little bit longer with getting like a Euro car, was just like, like, will those parts cost me a little bit more? Will it like with a Japanese car, like yeah, Mazda or whatever? There are so many parts already in Australia and it's it's they're cheap to run, they're cheap yeah. to fix. Just across the sea as well. Yeah, exactly. Than- so like, yeah, with Euros, is it going to cost a little bit more? Like I think it's getting a little bit better now if I can say that. But yeah. I think so, especially with the Volkswagen Auto Group yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The other thing to consider is not, not just like the parts but also the workshops that will work on the car you know, there are still special specialist tools you need to say clear yeah. codes on like a Volkswagen or something like that that yeah. your sort of guy around the corner won't be able to do. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Uh, but again, like it is getting better. Saying, more and more people are getting those scan tools that are appropriate for Yeah. It's getting better, but yep. it definitely costs more just straight up. Yeah. For Eurocar. So and if in if in doubt, don't. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's a good rule for life. Yeah. If you don't know, the answer's no. Yeah. If you're feeling worried about it, if walk away. Don't. Mm. What if I'm always doubting me? Just, never, <laughs> just don't. Never. All right. See don't someone doubt. about it. Actually. Last time you'll see me, I'm staying home. <laughs> we don't want you anyway. New PS5's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, there you go. We've had a bit of a run with the Skoda. Don't forget to reach out to us. Even You can do it via the My Millennial Money Instagram account. That's an easy way to get me. Um, yeah. Say hi to your mum for me, Dirty Mike. Say hi to Maggie. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. Hi, Mark. Say hi to... Uh, no, say hi to someone. Yeah. And hi, Rach. <laughs> <laughs> hi. All right. It's time to go. Thanks, thanks for, for coming me. in and thanks for letting us... Uh, it's been great. Give your car a fan. Yeah, no worries. All right. <laughs> Bye. See you.